0: And we are live with episode five ah, of nice. the Just <laughs> Joking Podcast. I'm King. I'm Joe. And we've made it through five episodes, brother. Well, we haven't made it through this episode yet. This is this true. Is an airplane could drop an engine from the ceiling and run through here right now. It's fucking true. And we have some uh, a bit of Larson luck, if you will. Yeah. Shout out to Mike Larson. He knows why we do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: our very own Florida man.
0: Our very own Florida man, for real. That guy has the worst luck, man. He does. If he didn't have bad luck, he wouldn't have any luck whatsoever. <laughs> so, uh, how's your past two weeks been, brother, since our last recording?
1: Well, uh, it's been good. It's, it's weird. It's like this strange dichotomy of it's been good, but at the same time, I haven't been feeling great. Mm. Yeah, so like like shit's lining up at work. Things are going well. Uh, I'm making moves and things are happening But I'm just not feeling like It was a chore to get out of the house today And come record this podcast Which we could do over the phone But I much prefer doing it in person Yes,
0: but same I like to see your face Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: well, <laughs> I mean, we, we vibe better when we're sitting here Face to face and chatting, you know Absolutely So It's been a weird two weeks But, you know, we're still live, still kicking That's the important part
0: Yeah, man, yep, yep uh, for me, it's been kind of the same. It's been Groundhog Day for me, but Groundhog mm-hmm. Day in a good way. After I do my primary job, I'll do some podcast stuff, whether yeah. it's this one or my own personal one. And then outside of that, I'm a gamer, yeah. which I do want to talk about gaming at some point, maybe in this episode, maybe in another yeah. episode, yeah. and just kind of what that is for us. Um, so I'll try to fit gaming into my schedule. That's like what I need. I should be working out. And then, um, I'm out doing the Uber and DoorDash thing to pay off debt. Like that's been a lot of my, uh, motivation lately.
1: Yeah, I hear you.
0: So just trying to get that done. So it's been a, a bit of a rat race for me or kind of groundhog day, but. Nothing bad really kind of yeah. weaved in that. So well, that's good. for me, it's just been same old, same old, man.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, and 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 don't forget, we got that Stimmy check coming. Yeah, oh.
0: everybody else but me got a Stimmy oh, check. I make got too got. much, got which got. is not a bad thing.
1: Yeah.
0: I, but I was just telling somebody else this the other day. The fact that I make a pretty decent amount of money is fantastic. Yeah. But that also is uh.
1: I got a strong feelings about that,
0: though. For me, too, you know, I'm coming out of a divorce where I made some bad choices with my finances, so yeah. I have a lot of debt as well. Yeah. So getting some of that STEMI money would have been nice uh, to kind of help pay down some of that debt, which is why I've been doing the Uber and yeah. the DoorDash thing to get See. some of that gig economy work. But at the same time, like, let me also say this, too. $80,000 in the DMV area which is Delaware it's Maryland nothing. Virginia yeah. is different than $80,000 in Alabama. Exactly. Let me make what I make.
1: Oh, in Alabama?
0: In you Alabama. You
1: living large,
0: Ooh, bro. Man, bro, I hey, uh I'd have the house that uh, they had used for coming yeah. to America too. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Ross house. I would be living yeah. like a boss if I had eighty thousand dollars down L- south.
1: Why? Why did I just find out that's how Rick Ross living? Right. You know what I mean? Like uh, they put a hundred person table in his crib. He got to keep it. Insane, that is man. Nuts.
0: You know, and it also goes to show, show too that depending on kind of what your status is, what you're like, he wrote himself into that movie basically by yeah. having him use yeah. his house and everything like crib, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. the chance to work with some legendary actors, man, in my opinion. That's yeah, pretty awesome. So, you've seen the movie. Oh,
1: hell yeah. I saw that o- I saw that the first night it was out. Same here. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> wait to watch that movie.
0: Same here. And I was listening to some, you know, various people talk about it, and I feel like it's not fair to put it and uh, compare it to the first one, but everybody does that with sequels especially like a sequel like that where it's been what over 20 years
1: oh it's like 30 years yeah my thing and everybody's got to feel some kind of way and that's great because that's what makes us interesting and unique and different feel however you want to feel about it that's that's important you Mm -hmm. know what I mean I I look forward to hearing from people who don't like the movie I want to hear from people who do like the movie I want to know what you liked I want to know what you didn't like um, but I've seen mixed reviews about it, which I can appreciate. I think that's what movie watching is all about—have feelings, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely loved it, though. I loved it. Um, I think for me, I don't know what the black experience is, so I don't have—I can't really have much of an opinion about the film. Mm-hmm. Like, was it a solid comedy? Absolutely. Filled with the normal tropes that used to be in films
0: like in yes. the 80s. You know what I mean? That was my biggest yeah. thing is it had a very 80s yes. feel to the yes. flow of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to exactly. get you, sucker. All those oh, movies, classics. man. classics. Absolute <laughs> classics.
1: You kidding me? Anything Keenan Ivory Wayans produced, man. Oh, just <laughs> magic, man. Just absolute magic. And that's the best part about this movie, about coming to America. to numero dos was... They recaptured the energy, they obviously played a lot of the same jokes again, Mm -hmm. which is fine. They worked the first time, why wouldn't they work the second time? But I liked the flair that they added, where I felt like they were doing a Black Panther parody without making fun of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With the whole Wakanda, you know, everything. Ooh, like,
0: I haven't thought about that, yeah. but like now that you say it and I'm kind of yeah, thinking about think it, about it yeah. I can kind of follow that line of bit, yeah. how the writing yeah. and some of the, you know, flair in the movie was. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> and I love how they kind of like, oh man man, uh, the prince, uh, was it Lavelle? Uh-huh. Lavelle Johnson? Um, I love the way he, like flipped it on them, and he represented from Queens, which I'm from Queens. Mm-hmm. So I I felt really proud of just being from Queens. I,
0: like you know, like I wish that I was from from Brooklyn. So you'd be like Queens, and I'd be like Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> and they had that Biggie
1: documentary too that that uh that came out, or they're talking about releasing. There's this whole new movie coming out too okay. about Biggie and Tupac, but more I think more specifically about Biggie. Gotcha. Where they talk about his death and the cops and how they like didn't solve shit. There's some big moves happening in movies and TV, man.
0: I'm glad to see it. I like to be entertained.
1: I like to be entertained. I like to feel like I'm a part of something. So like, let's say, let's say there's a trend toward more black and Hispanic films coming out. I like to feel like I'm on the ground floor of that. I like Mm. to hope that that's what we're seeing now. You know what I mean? Um, that brings me to another movie that just came out on Netflix, uh, Yes Day.
0: I haven't seen it. I haven't even heard okay. about it.
1: So Yes Day is about a family, uh, a mixed family, uh, Spanish father, white mother, but more specifically about the fact that they're Spanish. Not not about the fact that they're Spanish, but the the, the way they touted it on Netflix was about inclusion. Mm-hmm. So the family's Hispanic. A lot of the cast of the show was racially diverse, which I really appreciated. There was even a scene where they're at an ice cream parlor and the predominant uh, staff and the the audience, not the audience, but the customers were Asian. I, I took notice and I was like, at least they didn't try to make it a stereotypical like, you'll only see Asians in a, in a Chinese restaurant. That's, mm-hmm. that's super offensive. Like, they do loads of other things. Like, they're doctors and fucking scientists. Truth. You know what I mean? Like, I hate that about Hollywood sometimes. <laughs> they, like we said in one of our other ones, you know, the Russian is always in a track suit and he's always the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, Hollywood does stereotypes really poorly. <laughs> except when we're making jokes and then it's really funny. <laughs> but the thing that I hated about this movie... Was that the main character was still Jennifer Garner? I was like, okay, you're gonna make a, a a movie about a Spanish family who they say no to their kids all the time, so they choose one day to say yes to everything, right? Hmm. That I can understand. All right, you're gonna make this racially diverse cast, but the mother couldn't be Spanish. Also, it had to be Jennifer Garner. Like I mm. like I, I'm all for Jennifer Garner getting work. There's loads of movies out there for Jennifer Garner. You know what I mean? She's not I, I doubt she's struggling for work and I appreciate that she wants to do movies with families. That's probably why she signed on for the role. She was probably really excited for this role. But you're telling me we couldn't get a Latina to play the mother? Yeah. Of a Spanish family? Like make the husband white then and make her the the protagonist, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I get the I guess that I ugh, I get that the father's 50-50 on this, but you still made the main character white. Like, you missed the point. Gotcha. You know? Like, Hollywood, you missed the point. <laughs> and, and, and for anybody out there who's mad about that, there's loads of family movies where there's just white people in it. Go watch that if that's what you want to watch. There's even some with all black casts. That's awesome. But this is what I mean. Like, that, you, you know that movie Spanglish?
0: I know about it. I've never watched yeah,
1: it. Yeah, it's like, like the cast. Like, just... Pay attention to what you're doing. You're trying to make a point about about a Spanish. You're trying to have a Spanish family in the thing. Make you want to make them diverse. That's fine. Switch it up. Make one of the parents white or black or Asian or, or Indian or indigenous or whatever. But the main character doesn't always have to be white. You get where I'm coming from? Like yeah. It's, it's not exact. Ex- it's not a. It's not a, a requirement of a Hollywood film. And don't get me wrong. I absolutely love the movie. That's the only gripe that I really had with it. It's like, I like Jennifer Garner. I watch her I'll, I'll watch her do other stuff. But, I mean, she was technically the main character. And it was a family film, so it was a lot about the family and stuff like that. It's just one of those things where, like, I can understand where a white person might feel that way about another movie. That's how I feel about this one. You know what I mean? Like, this this is how we all feel about Movies that don't represent us true and that's and that's the one thing like I want my counterparts to understand I'm not saying you can't have movies. I'm saying I'd like a couple You know like just throw a bone my way and don't make it a John Leguizamo movie where they make him an absolute joke the entire time Mm. You know what I mean? Like for the longest time John Leguizamo was like all I had and he was always like doing like the pest and shit like that the guy's classically trained the guy is an absolute brilliant uh, uh, actor, but he would always get these like bit parts. Mm-hmm. It was so hard to get a Puerto Rican in front of a camera representing somebody. I mean, he got to be a Blenny, Benny Blanco from the Bronx, but that's not the point. That was like one role in the 80s, and then he had Empire, which was amazing. As you can tell, I'm a huge fan of John
0: Leguizamo. <laughs> You've talked about him a couple yeah, of times. I mean, <laughs> I mean like...
1: But that's what I mean. We have so few sometimes to really draw from. We have a lot of lady, uh, female uh, Latina actresses, but we don't have a ton of male actors pulling primary roles. Got you. you gotcha. get where I'm coming from? Yeah, because so. I, I mean, look at Marvel. We got Michael Pena narrating Ant-Man, and that's like it. That's all we get. And he's not Puerto Rican, I think. I think he's... I, d- I don't know what nationality he is, but I know he's Latin. That's about the only thing we get in all of Marvel. Uh, and Zoe Saldana, excuse me. Zoe Saldana. Yes, yes. yes. We cannot forget the glorious Zoe Saldana. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> She's Matt. absolutely fucking amazing. <laughs> but, but, I mean, that's really all we get. You know what I mean? And they don't I, don't... I mean, there's no primary hero. Like, we don't have, you know, like a Captain America for, like... Latin America, you know?
0: Um, Did you watch the Netflix series, the updated version of One Day at a Time?
1: Yes. I absolutely love that show.
0: I absolutely love that show. show. I felt like the cast on that was done really well and really good yeah. kind of a representation. Now, I also didn't know that that, that was a... I don't know, spinoff is the word, or it just like an up-to-date it's, version. Yeah, it's like a
1: renewed version of yes. like, an older show.
0: Absolutely, yeah. like, like I with, binge-watched the first season with, and with
1: Icon Rita Moreno, she is absolutely. She was in um, uh, what's the one about? I'm um, losing the name of it. It's a classic. The the gangs. Uh, the gangs are the Jets and I think the Sharks or some shit like that. It's um, it's a it's a musical from the like the '80s or the '70s.
0: I couldn't tell you. Oh,
1: I can't. I'm losing the name. But she was in that. Mm-hmm. Is absolutely amazing to see her in like still doing stuff now. In, uh, in One Day at a Time. I was so mad when they canceled that show. And then it, it got picked back up.
0: Oh, okay. I was really, like, my face was like, oh, wait, it's what?
1: Canceled. It's super canceled on Netflix.
0: I liked that. Man, see, that's unfortunate because one of the things that I really liked about the show is the main, was it the protagonist? Is that the main person? Yeah, the mother. Um, the, main, the main actress. You know, she was written as an Army veteran. Yep. And, medic,
1: I think too. Mhm.
0: And, and they, they really uh not just in the show but like just, just from what, what I know like, like the cast yeah. and I don't know if it was the like the directors or the writers but they went on like a tour if you will yes. and uh talked to veterans, you know, and kind of uh shared the experiences of the show and I don't know if any of the cast members have any military background or anything yeah, like know. that. Uh, but then they listened to some of the veterans and kind of just, you know, talked about this. And like, from my understanding, because I wasn't at the one that was in DC, but some of the people that went there was like, yo, they genuinely care, you know, and they wanted to tell that story. mm -hmm. I mean,
1: it really showed like in that episode where she was talking, like they were dealing with her PTSD. Yeah. That was a powerful episode, Oh man. And she didn't want to take her medication because she didn't like how it made her. Dude, I, I felt I felt seen in that moment because like, mm. I struggled in my early years of diagnosis with not wanting to take my medication mm-hmm. because I didn't like what it made me because I had never been that way before. So, like, I had lived this way with this illness thinking that was normal. And then the medication represented what normalcy could be. And I was like completely like, no, I don't like this at all. And then I find out years later, that's what normal is, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, and, and on top of that too, the neighbor in one of the episodes or a couple of the episodes dealt with chemical dependency.
0: Yes. Yes. I,
1: I think he was an alcoholic mm-hmm. and that one also resonated with me <laughs> because I've dealt with the same things with alcoholism.
0: Now, Joe, I think a
1: lot of veterans, they struggle with that.
0: I'd like to bring this up if you're cool with talking about it. So when me sure. and you first met, you did drink. I did. You have not been sober for how long?
1: Uh, it'll be five years this year, in July, July 24th.
0: Five years, man. Uh, what caused that change? Uh,
1: it was a combination of things. Um, first of all, I was drinking way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent a lot of my 20s, almost all of my 20s, uh, drinking to the point of blacking out mm-hmm. at any opportunity I could. Um, and that was before I got back from Iraq and was dealing with PTSD. Okay. Um, when I got back from Iraq and I was dealing with the whole PTSD and insomnia and the bipolar disorder, um, I would drink almost a case of beer a night to sleep. Like, I was, it was so hard for me to, to rest. I would drink to the point of passing out because it was the only thing I could do to get there. It was bad because like, when I had first got back, and I didn't think there was a problem, I was drinking NyQuil, almost, n- not to the point of getting high, because I know some people do that, mm-hmm. um, but I was drinking enough to knock me out. And after a while, I was like, I can't keep drinking NyQuil, this is disgusting. And so I was drinking, and I was like, oh, that'll do it, you know? Um, and so there was that, there was the excess, and then years later, um, I ended up having a breakdown and, uh, I self admitted myself, mm-hmm. um, to the VA. It was like, it's not a detox program per se, but it was like, um, it was a psych thing. It was, I was, I was worried I was going to hurt myself.
0: Now, how did that come up though? Like was, was the alcohol like one of the main things or in just when you self admit it, and you're working through the therapy and stuff that it just like it came up like what or, or or they're asking questions so
1: there was it, that was also a combination of factors um drinking in in any volume when you're on the medication that I'm on almost negates the medication mm-hmm. so my medication was basically not working, okay, or it was being um Pushed in the wrong direction, I guess you could say. Gotcha. Because alcohol alcohol is um, like a downer, like a chemical downer. Okay. You feel great in the moment, but you're completely bottoming out afterwards. Um, So so there was that. Um, I wasn't really seeing a therapist because I had just gotten out the military a few months prior or a year prior. And the VA hadn't really set me up on the same regimen I was on when I was active duty. Okay. Um, And... I was dealing with a lot of stress at work. I think you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. um, and it got really bad. And j- just a combination of all of those things coming up to the same head, and I was, I, I just kind of had like one of these breakdowns where I, legitimately contemplated suicide, for the first time in, maybe three or four years. Which is crazy that it would happen so close together. Because mm-hmm. I mean, three four years is still, you shouldn't have to ever come to that point in your life. Unfortunately, life, we sometimes end up in those dark places. Um, So I self-admitted. Docs told me that I had to stop drinking. Um, My wife asked me to stop drinking, and I was kind of ready. I I know that's the hardest part is being ready. Yes, yes. So so from that weekend forward, like, was that, yeah, yeah, because I think it was, I think when I finally got home, it was, it was a weekend, but it was like July 24th was like the first day I went without a drink, uh, in a long time. And it just, and I just kind of detoxed at this, uh, at this hospital in Martinsburg and never looked back.
0: Was it hard early on? Absolutely. It's hard now. Cause I
1: still think about it all the time.
0: I mean, you know, I hope I'm not, Insensitive by saying this. Like, I don't drink a lot. Yeah. In fact, I, the last time I had any alcohol was this past Thursday. Yeah. Uh But I do enjoy a beer with, like, steak. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? I can understand that. And for you and what you, you had to do. Yeah. I can't understand at all. Of course. How to go from, you know, you were having drinks. And let me even stop there. As an outside observer, you know, we hung out fairly often. Yeah. To me, things did not look like it was really bad for yeah. you. Yeah. You know? Um I
1: mean, and that's the thing. That's that's the trick. Cause like I've said before, I don't want to be judged by every little thing that I do, mm. you know, and and I mean, think about what it would have been like at the office we were working if they found out I went on psych hold for, for a few days or a week and came back to work. Do you Can you imagine the kind of ammunition they would have used that as?
0: Uh, yeah, unfortunately, yes.
1: Yeah. And so I have to do the best I can so that people don't say, oh, he's just crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I can understand how some people go through life feeling completely marginalized because they use an event against you or they use just the fact that you're a little bit more passionate against you. Um, that phrase "you're you're acting crazy" is just way bad. It when, is when you think about it, and
0: it is. And I've said it fairly recently, Everybody actually. Everybody has. Everybody you know, has. But I, mean, I know
1: means it that way. Correct. You know, except in some instances where, like, a man might be saying it to a woman that. You, you know what I mean? Like that's that was up. my context. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's why that's why you should try to train that shit out of your, out your vocabulary because that shit is demeaning. It is. You know what I mean? It's super demeaning, and that's coming from a person who deals with crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can understand how people who are very not crazy being called crazy just because they have an opinion that's different from your own. Mm. It's it's not fun. It doesn't feel good.
0: Yeah, man. So yeah. Uh, let me kind of pivot just a bit. Have you done any additional therapies outside of like, just, I don't know, like talk therapy, but like, like any like massage or acupuncture or sound therapies or anything? No, I
1: don't really like being touched by anybody other than my (laughs) wife and my kids. You know what I mean? Like a hug is like the most I'll do for somebody sometimes. Um, no, so no massages, nothing like that. I'd probably be super tense. I do, I, I have done like chiropractic stuff, like yes. have them like realign my back and my neck. Mm. Yeah, that's oh, that's so, a game changer right there.
0: So I've tried Reiki. Reiki, I still don't know how to say it right. Reiki. Okay. And to I even ha- heard of it. to even like explain it, I really can't explain it to you because <laughs> stuff goes in one ear and out the other through this big head. But I've gone through two sessions now. And I did one at the end of the day and another at the beginning of the day. So part of it is, it's like, is it's supposedly like you have this person that's certified or trained to be able to like take the negative energies out of you or whatnot. Okay. And then there's different points of like, so the one that I go to, they do like reflexology, which is like the massaging or things of your feet, okay. you know? And it's crazy to me because – you know, we walk on our feet uh, for yeah. the most part and things like that. And there's a lot of different pressures and stuff. But when you can have somebody that, like, knows what they're doing, that can really, like, I like I, said, I can't explain it. I don't know what they do to, like, do things. But when I'm done, yeah, when, when I leave out of there, my feet feel lighter. It's typically like an hour session. I don't know if they do anything longer or shorter. But I feel as if my brain slowed down when I'm done now part of that could be this too so when you're in there and it's just you and the therapist um the person who i go to they take my eyes and cover them so there's no light you take the cell phones out so there's no sound yeah um it's just the sound of like whatever music that they might have on or whatnot and the sessions almost quiet the entire time
1: that's awesome
0: the first about 20 minutes of it is them doing, like, the reflexology thing on your feet or whatnot. And the first time that I went, my feet was crusty. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that part. Feet was crusty. So, I said, I'm sorry about what's about to happen. She <laughs> says, no, <"Nope, laughs> you're fine. Don't worry about it. And the second time I went, because I do self-care. Like, of I'll course. go get a pedicure, a medicure, and facial from time to time. But the second time I went, I had gotten a pedicure. So I'm like, this person is not about to see my feet bad <laughs> twice in a row. And I digged it, man. I, I digged it a lot. I, like, like I felt like there is something to, you know, I don't know if you would call it like alternative therapy, but just different therapies for different reasons or whatnot. And the next one that I want to try, have you heard about the, like, like the water tanks, the water suspended tanks where it's like, salt water and you're oh, getting this capsule thing you're talking about
1: sleep, um, sensory deprivation. Techniques.
0: Yeah. So there's one here where we live. Nice. I want to do that, man. See, I can't do that. My sleep schedules, my sleep's jacked Yeah. and I take sleep medication to help me sleep. I also have sleep apnea. Yeah. Um, I have a CPAP, I have a dental, uh, I don't know what you call it, like a dental machine or a dental piece or okay. pieces. That I use that because, you know, having that CPAP, you got to have it plugged in close yeah. to the bed. It is annoying. I but sleep with one. But they tell me that, you know, we talked. I about should this. use it. Yes. Yeah, we
1: talked about this. I use one. Let me tell you, man, it changed my life. Mm-hmm. It definitely changed my life because I, I was getting maybe four or five hours of unrestful sleep. That was me. Now I'm getting eight hours of rested sleep. I wake up and I don't feel like shit. I used to fall asleep behind the wheel. If I stopped at a stoplight,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like I'm perfectly aware that I'm just waiting a second for the stoplight. Like I'm paying attention and every, I would doze off. Sometimes I'd find myself falling asleep and that's exceptionally dangerous.
0: That was me at work and classes. Yeah.
1: Do remember we were going to classes together. Do you remember? I would fall asleep every single day, mm-hmm. several times a day. It got really, really bad. I started using this machine. Let me tell you, I don't doze off for shit anymore.
0: Nice. Like I
1: absolutely feel Same. rested. Same. I'm telling you, man, get that machine working, get a new mask for it, and yes, it's got to be plugged in. It's got to be right by the bed. Get used to it mm-hmm. because it will change your life. Anybody out there who, does, who has a sleep apnea machine and says that it sucks, look, I completely understand that it sucks. But... If you can get used to it, get a really good fitting mask. Like either you need one that covers just your nose or the one that covers your mouth and your nose, which is one I have. And make sure that the harness isn't insane because I have one now that's all like um, like they're sh- it's strappy. It looks like some kind of device like Bane <laughs> over there. <laughs> yes. It, my wife makes fun of me all the time. <laughs> she calls me Bane. She calls me Darth Vader. She says I look like a jet fighter. (laughs) All of those things. But ultimately, if you can get used to it, it will change your life. Not to mention, it will save your life. Mm, Because if you have really bad sleep apnea, that shit can kill you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've heard of it happening. I know people it's happened to. Don't be that that statistic. You know what I mean? It's, It's a simple thing. It's just a little bit... Something we as military folk pride ourselves on is that we could sleep in anywhere. Mm -hmm. And we tested that theory out in Iraq. Uh, People have done it in Afghanistan in other countries that they're in right now. We're all over the world. I remember falling asleep in a hole in the ground when I needed to sleep. You cannot tell me you can't find a way to make this work. Make it work because your life could depend on it. I agree. You know, so pull your head out your ass, King.
0: Well, like I said, <laughs> I have the CPAP, but yeah. then an alternative thing for the CPAP was the dental device. Was the dental yeah. device, and yeah. it is magnificent. The first couple of days suck, and they even tell you, you know, like the first two or three days, you're gonna have discomfort because course. it's something you know it's different. You yeah, got your, this.
1: Your mouth has reacts to it. Uh
0: huh. And thing. like my jaw was hurting. Yeah, it was yeah. like you know that's. But you they say that's to be sleep. expected. Yeah. But then after a week, fantastic. I put it in at night. I forget that it's there. I wake up the next day. I take it out, put it in the thing, clean it out. But there's a
1: big difference. The CPAP machine ensures that you have oxygen flowing into your lungs when you stop breathing in your sleep. Mm -hmm, That's true. That's where the dangerous part is. That dental device doesn't do
0: that. What it does, though, like the science behind it, what it does is it positions your, your mouth and tongue in a way. It's hard So you're me not to getting that
1: choking feel like sometimes you're, you're, that flap in your mouth it closes when it's not supposed to or it's open when it's not supposed to mm-hmm. and that's an issue with sleep apnea, sure but that's what the airflow from the machine does is it ensures that it opens and closes appropriately because mm-hmm. that's where that choking sensation in your sleep comes from that device while it works for what it's supposed to do is not a substitute for what you need to do I'm just trying to be. Hmm. I'm just trying to be that guy for you, man. I don't oh. want to see nothing happen to you. So and I mean, apnea is not always going to kill everybody who gets it, but don't run the risk. Gotcha. And sleep, dude. Sleep. Oh, now that I'm getting it, I never want to let it go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. There were a couple of things that I put down on a list for 2021, and. It was be intentional about my sleep. So I have my devices set up now to where they turn off at a certain time. I used to be the guy that game till midnight. Now I don't No, nope. um, Can't do it. What else? Like, like I said, like I've just been intentional about ensuring that I get around seven hours. Seven hours. So, is good,
1: but if you don't have the machine, you're not as rested as you'd like to be because mm-hmm. that's, that's the problem with apnea. It constantly jolts you out of your sleep. You may not be waking up fully, but you're not getting into that deep sleep that you need, that restful sleep. Got you. Because I could sleep for 16 hours without my machine and, and wake up feeling like ass. <laughs> it's happened.
0: So let's pivot a bit. Okay. Social media and TikTok.
1: Ooh, TikTok.
0: TikTok has been a thing that has jumped off, in my opinion. Skyrocket. Because of the start of COVID-19 yes. and quarantine. Because, like, TikTok's been out. Yeah. And you would even say that it's Vine 2.0, if you yeah, will. Yeah, that's
1: what it feels like.
0: So, are you on TikTok?
1: I am now, yeah. I, I wasn't for the longest time. I, I told myself, I'm not going to download it. I was doing the the old person thing. <laughs> I was like, oh,
0: all these kids are into
1: this shit. Oh, it's just. But the more I pay attention to it the more I see its value. Okay. Um, like, as content creators, I definitely see the value in TikTok. Uh-huh. I think TikTok is a brilliant medium um, for what people are using it for. There's Because, I mean, it, it, there's good and bad, of course. I mean, you're always going to find bad and everything. But
0: uh,
1: it's fun. Like, there are some fun shit there. So, so I got on there. I'm going to start my own account and... Try to do some shit. Do you want me to talk about what I'm gonna do? Absolutely,
0: man. Like uh, I'm here, like man, like I, like I'm so, curious because it surprised me. Yeah,
1: yeah because, because you wouldn't. Would, I, I know. I don't, I don't seem see like, like the it. kind of person to be on TikTok, but uh, what I want to do is I had this epiphany a couple, a year and a half ago, two, almost two years ago now, when my dad passed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm on a lot of medication to regulate my emotions, regulate my energy levels, stuff like that. And I found that when my dad passed, I didn't feel like I could grieve properly because of that medication, like an unwanted side effect. And I found myself wanting to stop taking my medication so I could feel the full force of the sadness and everything Hmm. about my father passing. And I found that to be a strange moment of something I need to Something I wanted to talk about. Okay. And so, I thought about putting up like the sixty-second stories of my life that involve mental health and stuff like that, and eventually getting resources and spending sixty seconds just talking about a, a valuable mental health resource for somebody. And I I started up a page. I call it My Life in a Minute. Okay. Um, and that's it. That's what it's going to be. I I haven't started yet. I wanted to lock in the name, but I want to start writing these like 20, these like 60 second stories of different things I've dealt with in life and different people I've seen and met and the interesting things that I've, that's gone on.
0: I like that.
1: I see value in TikTok in that way where you can do these really creative talks and almost like a miniature Ted talk kind of thing. And if you put it all together, it's probably like, it could be like one big thing.
0: I like so. that, man. And it's interesting that you tell me this today because just yesterday, I'm going to tell you what I did on my TikTok, I was following a lot of, uh, and I'm doing a quote, thirst trap, yeah. you know, type stuff and it's
1: oh, caught up in that sometimes.
0: But up until yesterday, I told myself, you know, why am I following these people? Yeah. So I, so I went through a purge of just unfollow, 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 unfollow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping those that they were doing other content or they maybe did stuff that I laughed and found funny. But I came across this story, Joe. I have to talk about this one. (laughs) It is this young 20-something-year-old female. And she brought in this story of her neighbor, this guy by the name of Bart, who's 90-something years old. Oh, wow. And she started chronicling things that her and Bart would do. They would go out and have ice cream together. they go out and enjoy donuts or whatnot. And then she'd ask Bart questions. Yeah. And she's talking to him in a way that, like he, like his faculties and stuff is there. Bart can walk on his own yeah, yeah, and yeah. things like that. But she's enunciating and talking slow. My assumption is so that he can maybe hear, maybe hearing, yeah. you know, and, 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 and really like understand what it is that she's saying. But man, like I found myself I clicked follow after I went through, she has about 12 videos up now of them. And that's been her most watched, her most followed kind of thing is her and this 90 some year old guy. And man, I'm not going to front. I shared a tear, bro. I saw that. And I thought about that connection that they had and like what that means to him and what that means to her. And then I went through like the comments and stuff as well. And you, you, the same way that I felt, there you were other people that felt that that's way, awesome. and they expressed that wholesome in the shit, their words. You know? Yeah, man, like,
1: that—that's what we need more of on the internet. Yes, because you know? the internet's just so full of garbage. It's so nice to see wholesome content. Yeah, like something, and I mean, it doesn't have to be all lovey-dovey nonsense. Like sometimes, just talking to people as human beings is such a refreshing thing. Mm-hmm. Take all the nonsense out of the equation. Oh, it's such a beautiful thing, man. Mm-hmm. We can do amazing things when we put our minds to it.
0: Yes, yep. and, See, and, and
1: that's the content I want to find, you know?
0: And kind of a fork from that. Ran across a guy. He was in jail for 24, 25 Oof. years or something. And he went in when he was like 18 or 19. Jesus. And then he got out and then just started talking about his life in prison. But not as a way to like you know, gain Cloudy is like, you know, I want to educate people for, you know, the things that they shouldn't do and like what to expect. Mm. And one of the videos that I liked was his bunkmate or Uh cellmate had gotten out after him. So he started taking him around town and experiencing things like sushi and other stuff that they just never had. And one of the most uh, videos that Put a smile on my face was watching this guy try just different foods and things that he hadn't had before oh. and seeing the expression on his face. And then there were other people that were there that weren't a part of them, but they were looking. Yeah. And then they learned about that fact that, you know, this guy, you know, he was locked up for a long time for whatever, you know, and's got out and he's now just kind of living. Yeah, that's you crazy. Know. Um so well, I
1: mean you gotta think about these kids going into prison seventeen, eighteen, nineteen years old. They've they've they haven't lived life. Nope. They don't even know what living is. hmm Like that's such a scary, sad thought. You know what I mean? Like they get caught up in whatever it is that ends that ends them up there. Like honestly though, don't forget too, it could have been something as small as just having some marijuana on them. Yes. Which that tells you a lot about our justice system. Mm hmm and i didn't say what color they were i said that drugs could literally land you in prison for 20 years mm-hmm. for something as small as something that's legal now you know that's something they need to re, really go back and, and and take a look at reevaluate all those fucking prison sentences but now that's another fucking story. <laughs> so tiktok man yeah TikTok.
0: you should i can't wait let, let me just yeah, start. Well. I, I like I can't yeah. wait to see that. I'm gonna give it a shot. I feel like something those. like that can, you know, have some impact. Yeah. Uh, to somebody. Yeah. You know, and that's the beauty of TikTok to me is, you know, being able to connect with every the beauty of the internet really to be able to connect with a lot of people yeah. around the world.
1: And I mean, if you if we could reach just like one person who really needed to hear what we have to say that's all that matters Mm -hmm. like i'm not trying to get rich or famous i just want to talk about it i just need to get it out that's what we did this podcast for yes you know
0: now i've been trying to find a way to roll our word from the previous episode cognitive dissonance yeah into this episode and it's just one of those words man that i can't figure out a way to throw it in there (laughs) because it's not really
1: a word Like, that's the thing is it it, it, obviously it's words, but it's one of those things that you only really use when you're talking about what cognitive dissonance is. So you can't just casually toss it into a conversation. You have to already be talking about cognitive dissonance or the mental health effects of being one thing online and actually being something else in real life.
0: Do you think that people in TikTok are affected by that?
1: I think everybody's affected by cognitive dissonance. I, I don't think anybody is 100% genuinely honest on social media. I, I don't think it's a, it's an attainable business model.
0: We didn't even have this in the docket, but have you heard of, of uh, Kirk Franklin or like who Absolutely. he is? Absolutely,
1: yeah. I heard about what happened with him. Did movie. you hear about what happened? Yeah, he had like a... Uh, he, he was cussing at his son in a phone call and shit. Yes. But I'm sorry, is he not allowed to cuss out his son? Like, I mean, is that the problem people are having?
0: That's the problem that I have. You have a problem with it? Yes. I his mean, son is
1: grown though, right?
0: So I have an unpopular opinion okay, go for about it. it. So I grew up in the church. Okay. I grew up down south, right? And there's this, this way that a Christian is mm-hmm. supposed to be. You're supposed Absolutely. to be Christ-like. Right.
1: And Kirk Franklin's one of those people who represented that lifestyle for a long time. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, He made his fame, status, fortune, what have you, in gospel. Right. Right. And he's had some public things that, you know, came out. But, you know, he's a person with a public name.
1: Everybody does. You
0: know, for me, though, for me, (laughs) and I caught flack in some different groups about this. Okay. This is why I have a problem with like the gospel and religion in general. Okay. You know, because the the very first thing that I asked myself is, well, that's not very Christ-like shit. You know, how would, you know, how would a real Christian handle the disrespect that his son gave him? Yeah. That was a question that I asked myself because I'm like, he, yes, his son did that. His son, <laughs> his son knew what he was doing. Oh yeah. That and, and like That's this That's why is, the phone call was being recorded. This was an example of when you see it like that little shit. Yeah. Like that little shit. He set him up. Who was the, a 33 year old little shit. Yeah. Completely set him up.
1: Oh absolutely.
0: I also am of the opinion that Kirk should have been better and not allowed his son to push those buttons like that. Like, like, in my See, opinion, Kirk lost. Like, take the fact that, like, I'm trying to put him in this thing of being a Christian, and of you know he is. should have acted different. Take, take that away, and in my opinion, you still let your 33 year old son drive you to say what he said.
1: See, I didn't hear what he said. I just know about what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how bad it got.
0: Oh, he said the N word. And he'll break his neck and like like in a very like I will F you like the tone of it is I will F you up, little boy. (laughs) That was the tone, but definitely use the N word. Definitely say, you know, uh, I'll break your neck and everything, you know, kind of around that. (sighs)
1: See, that's tough because his son has grown. I don't think his son actually felt threatened. So, the son actually wanted to hear him say those things. Like, the son completely, totally set him up. You don't accidentally record a conversation. You know what I mean? Like, he totally knew how to push Kirk Franklin's buttons. hmm In that regard about religion, I don't really consider Kirk Franklin to be one of those people. Like, I get that he made his money that way. I think like any other entertainer it was just his vehicle to fame um that doesn't mean he's not a religious person or he believes in what he was being i just don't think that's the case hmm. and i mean he'll he he may admit to it he may never admit to it don't care doesn't matter so i don't view him as this like he should have acted all holy and shit um it's one of those things where Your son is grown, first off, and I don't have a son, so I really can't say some shit. But at the same time, I'm not about to let my son alpha up on me. (laughs) And there's a lot of military people out there who are going to be thinking the same fucking thing. You come at me like if his son would have been there in his face, I guarantee his son wouldn't have pushed those buttons because his father would have put his hands on him. I I promise you that. So that's where I'm like in, in of this. I'm of this stance where I'm like, I don't, I don't see a problem with it, hmm. because I think that the son was totally looking for ammunition, mm-hmm. something to, to defame his father. And for what? What good does it do anybody? You know, knock your father down. What good does that do you? Like, there's no goal here. It's just to make his father look bad. Mm-hmm. That's toxic as fuck. <laughs>
0: yes. Now. A little bit of a pivot off that. Did you also see the story about the Uber driver that dealt with those three young women?
1: Didn't they beat him up or some shit? So they were like going crazy on him.
0: Yep. So they get in a car and uh, uh, so as an Uber driver, you have to verify that you have your mask and that it's on before you start driving. Now, that's not to say after you take the picture for the app that you, you know, that it's going to stay on the entire time. Like whenever I don't have a passenger you in my car, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't keep it that on. That makes perfect sense. They also, on the passenger side, because I, I've taken passenger rides recently with Uber as well. You you have to verify. And, it you know, it's one of the things that you, you know, click that you're wearing a mask, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these three girls get in the car and the driver tells them, because I guess one didn't have the mask on, that, hey, you have to have your mask on. Yeah. And they made a big stink about it. Now the driver was smart. A he had a dash cam dash in cam. his car. Thank yeah. goodness for that, because yeah. it would have been he said she said. Yep. And three on one. And he offered to drive them to the store to get one because I guess one claimed that they she, didn't have one. Yeah, of course. So then that escalated and turned to one of the main girls like coughing like <laughs> like. To say, like, what, what, you know? What a dick. (laughs) Yep, and then she reached in front and, like, grabbed his cell phone that was on, like, a phone dash holder or whatnot off and tried to get it. Luckily, he was able to, like, grab it and snatch it back. And then as he was doing that, that same girl reached and grabbed his uh, mask, snatched it off his face, and broke it. Damn. So all of that was recorded. Thankfully. Now, I bring this up because... She, that same night, went on Instagram, Mm. and the story that she gave was
1: completely different.
0: Was completely different. And she even went to go as far as to say, if I had my tool with me, for those of y'all that don't know what that means, it is like your gun. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, if I would have had my tool with me, you know, he would have just been, you know, and just kind of talking like that. And I'm like, you idiot. Where was the... zero accountability for what she did and like I said if there was no dash cam it's he said she said and there's nothing that I feel like the cops could have done based off of like you put him in a room and I get my story she gives her story it's literally like, who who do we believe? They would believe the three ladies over the man. Mm-hmm. And that's not a
1: man-female thing. That's three people versus one person. They're going to believe them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, I mean, in today's climate, I would have believed them if that's the first thing I heard. Yep. Was that dude probably fucked up. But, I mean, that's common. Yes, sir. You don't have camera, man. But this is that shit that they taught us in the military. is doing the right thing even when nobody is looking. Yes. See, people show their true colors when they think they can't get in trouble for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's the shit right there. I don't care what this person says later. She's going to write some story or, or have a, re, a statement released that she apologizes for her behavior. Please don't cancel her. You know, don't make her lose her job, <laughs> but lots of other people have done less and lost more. So if she loses her job, I don't feel sorry for her. And it's not even about the mask. It's not even about the mask, because I know people feel, however they feel about being forced to wear masks, you have the right to feel that way. You know what I mean? It's a free country. You know, you want to wear your mask, wear your mask. You don't want to wear your mask, just stay the fuck away from me. I don't care. Just stay over there. But in that scenario, they're required, required. If you don't like it, buy your own car and drive. Yes. Then nobody can tell you what the fuck to do. You know what I mean? But don't get into somebody. Else's ride, and try to change the way they live. Uh-huh. And the minute you put hands on somebody, that's it. Mm-hmm. And the other part of that is her acting like she's some kind of fucking gangster because she got a piece. Like that right there is irresponsible gun ownership. Uh, you can't say. You can't even say that shit. Because that tells me right there, you're an irresponsible gun owner. Because an actual uh, license carry person wouldn't have said some shit like that. And they definitely wouldn't have pulled their piece out, especially if they were wrong. You know what I mean? Uh If he pulled a piece out, then I can understand her pulling a piece out. Or if he had actually assaulted her. But I mean, come on now. Come on. That apology after the fact that will ultimately come is completely null and void for me. You know what I mean? Because this could have went down really poorly for that guy.
0: Oh, oh, absolutely. Really poorly. Real bad.
1: And and that right there is unfair. Unfair. That's super fucking unfair.
0: Now, to me, it ended in kind of good it's news, if comical, you will.
1: Almost comical news. So,
0: the one, like, main person, she did yeah. get arrested, she arrested for, like, health and safety violation code and some other charged, you yeah. know, so we'll see if she actually gets prosecuted it's and if it sticks, COVID and then <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a, imagine, yeah man, I got locked up for, you know, s- stupid ass COVID <laughs> <laughs> for COVID um, related issues, but and then the other girl that was a bit of like one of the antagonists, Yeah, they said like she's, she's supposed to be turning herself yeah, into something, and yeah. I, I don't know if the third girl did enough or if she's planning on doing it you know anything because she had on her mask the entire time at least what was in that video she also wasn't
1: participating participating now she
0: was you could tell she was moving she was kind of but she wasn't but she wasn't really doing anything yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: she's trying to be like look please leave me out of this Uh, i'm right there with her man i
0: had an instance happen but this time and this episode isn't for but i'll probably bring it up in one of our future episodes so, before we get into the word that you've got for me, I want to ask you a question, and this will be in place of the weird story for the week. Fried chicken.
1: Yeah, fried
0: chicken. I get down on some fried chicken. Shit, don't we all? Always have, but I saw this thing that said one gotta go thigh wing. Breast or leg? So if you had to get rid of one piece of chicken, to where you couldn't have it on your plate for the rest of your life, damn. What piece would you get rid of and why?
1: Well, I'm keeping wings. Yes, wings are fucking are God's gift. Okay. Um, I'm keeping legs because I love legs, and I think I'm keeping breasts. Uh huh. Th- is thigh like the dark meat? Yes. Yes. Yeah, see, I'm not a dark meat person. Mm. So I, w- I would be cool with letting thigh go.
0: I have the exact kind of opposite okay. thought process view. So for me, legs are safe, because yeah. legs are ne- like they're never really too small. They have that just right yeah. amount of you and know. And they fry really well. Yes. yes. And they're easy to cook. You know, or or, or, or they're easy to fry. Wings to me don't have enough meat on them, okay. But But they they, retain a lot of the flavor to where I I can't discard them. Yeah, thighs are my favorite freaking piece (laughs) of the bird because that thigh be juicy. You can get like, like, like one good just bite of both, like, the fry, you know, frying part of it and. The meat to where you know you get the okay. juices and yeah. the yeah, taste and breast man breast to me because I like my chicken juicy yeah so breasts well I nah, I shouldn't say that breasts <laughs> 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 breasts to me don't have like they can be dry yeah I, I, they don't have their juicy that. part to it yeah. and if I were to put two on the chopping block to get rid of one it would be the wing and and the breast. And I think ultimately, I'd knock out the wing because I if like I had a bucket of wings, I couldn't get full off of them versus if I had a bucket of like all the other pieces. Yeah, that makes sense. So I hear
1: you.
0: Okay. Okay. So we were kind of on opposite, you yeah, know, yeah, in respect. Yeah. Of fa- favorite piece being the thigh, least favorite is the wing, but the breast was like right There after it to me.
1: I'm right there. I'm right there behind you. Then, yeah, wing wing being my favorite just because of the, of the fun that you typically eat wings at like, you know like barbecues or like get-togethers with friends and shit like that. Like, Mm -hmm. wings are just always that common. You you don't see people putting out a spread of breasts. This is true. Or thighs. It's always wings and drumsticks. You know.
0: This is true. All right, man. So. Word of the day for me, man. What you got?
1: Word uh. (laughs) of. Educate me, Uh, brother. All right. So today's word is apoplectic. Even I said it wrong. Apoplectic.
0: All right. Apoplectic. Apoplectic. Sounds like it describes something. So apoplectic would be if I were to say that. That thing is apoplectic it would be weird or quirky no damn not even remotely all right
1: so this one is good apoplectic is when you are overcome with anger or extremely indignant okay so relating uh, it
0: (sighs) overcome with anger all
1: right so like you are so angry like the way the best way to explain it is that you are so angry when you're apoplectic is you are on the verge of a stroke.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Over, like kind of like overcome with rage. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. Yes. And that, and the best way to say, and one of the reasons why I say, um, that it's almost to the point of having a stroke is cause apoplexy is when you, um, you bl- like bleed internally. So like having a stroke.
0: Mm. Yeah. So I wonder and tell me if this is the same. I shared this story one time about when I was married and it was one of the times that me and my ex-wife had gotten to a huge. It was like our first big argument. Mm-hmm. I got so fucking mad and so angry that I could not see Hear or think about anything. I got in my car and I just I just drove the fuck off.
1: Yeah, you were apoplectic.
0: I almost died that day because there's this like main uh, road. It's not like a highway, kind of like a byway, and the exit ramps were typically easy to get off. There's typically not a lot of cars coming off of or like going into those uh, uh, exit ramps. So I'm driving, 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 and then kind of like on autopilot. I go to get off on this one exit. I didn't have a destination in mind, but that exit led to one of the other main roads. So I just wanted to get on that main road and just keep driving. That I did not see that that um, exit ramp was backed up. And I'm going 70 miles an hour on a 55 mile an hour byway. And at the last possible second, and to this day, I still don't know how I did not roll my car over. I was driving a Mercury Mariner at the time. Which is like the Ford Escape.
1: Yeah, but it has a high center of balance. Yes. It's
0: and as I'm driving and I'm going I'm going, going 70 still, Oof. at the last possible second, I see, holy crap, there's cars in front of me. And I, I still don't know how I, how I missed this car, but I jerked the car, was on two wheels for about maybe 50 or so odd feet Damn. and was able to maneuver the car in a way that I was able to stop. Pull over and I call somebody to come and pick me up because I just didn't trust myself driving and lucky for me I did have a network of people where I just explained. Hey, look, I got into a fight This is where my car is at. Could you possibly get somebody so that? You can come and get me and then somebody can drive my car.
1: That's scary shit, man.
0: And uh, That was the last time and I told myself because I pride myself I pride myself on being able to control my emotions. And when I let other people affect me, I get mad at myself for what I feel like I allowed that person yeah. to do he that gave to me, power. which yeah. is like why I kind of talk about that, like in that Kirk Franklin thing. I'm like, you, you allowed your yeah. son to do power. that to you. Yeah, he gave. You know what power. I'm saying? Like, yeah. like you should be better than that. Yeah, so, that's fair. So that's fair. That was one of the last times. Like, there's been other smaller times, but in that instance, mm-hmm. in that day, especially almost rear-ending somebody who was at a dead stop mm-hmm. at 70 fucking miles an hour.
1: Scary.
0: That was a, one of the last times that I said. If I'm ever angry, don't, drive. don't, don't drive. Do not get in the car because driving I, angry is dangerous, like, man. I remember feeling I could see nothing. I could hear nothing. Mm. It was like, it was almost like, you know, like folks, I like, I saw red, like I saw red. Cause I was so fucking angry. Yeah. So I feel like that word that applies fits. to that.
1: Absolutely. That uh, that would be, that would be a moment where it like it fits. Cause you're so in a rage that you're almost catatonic. Like you, you don't sp- like just rage. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing exists. Epiplectic is a good way to explain that.
0: All right. See, I wish I would have saved that story because I could have easily brought that story Use back that up later. into the next episode. Yeah, but I'm going to still make it work. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I will make it work. Well, hey, Joe. As usual, I never know how to end these episodes, <laughs> brother. So well, we've maybe. gotten, we have gotten through yeah. five episodes, that man. That went through five episodes. Yes, huh? sir. So, what you got?
1: Well, uh, just be good to each other, man. Like a lot of shit going on in the world, uh, a lot of things coming up real fast. Before we go, Ooh. the whole thing about uh, Tucker Carlson talking about women in the in the military.
0: I'm not familiar with that.
1: All right, I want to talk about it. Okay. Um Tucker Carlson said some shit where basically he said women are bad for the military.
0: Interesting.
1: Right? Like like that the military doesn't need women doesn't need women in it. Okay. Kind of thing. And then senior leaders from the military clapped back at him. And then he and, and, and Fox claimed that the military was attacking him like he was a like a foreign nation. Huh? Yeah. Is this fairly recent? Oh, very recent. Okay. Very recent. I mean, like it's, it's still kind of happening right now. Ted Cruz wrote a letter about it, that, that the way the DOD acted was improper and shit like that. It's gotten, it's gotten out of hand. Uh, well, to be fair, the comments made by tucker carlson was pretty out of hand to begin with Mm. it's like you can feel like women don't belong in the military you can feel like that you're not on the winning side if you do though Mm. because there are thousands upon thousands upon hundreds of thousands of people who have served with women in the military and never had a problem with it Mm -hmm. some of the most badass people i've met have been ladies in the military beating the shit out of other guys. Like, like just being better at being a soldier than men. Mm-hmm. And that isn't to go into the whole science of everything where people are, Oh, women can't do what men can do. Fuck off. Everybody can do what they want. If she can't meet the standard, don't say she doesn't belong in the military. Get her to the fucking standard. That should be the answer. That's what we do with all service members. Cause there's dudes who don't meet the standard too. Mm-hmm. We're going to say, you know they can't be in the military. No, you work with them, you get them to where they need to be, so they can make the mission happen. That's how it fucking works. That's how we should be in the entire country, not just the military.
0: Let me clear something up that you said because yeah. I want to make sure that it's like clear, clear. You said get them to the standard. Shouldn't it be they need to reach the standard? Yeah, but or as, else they can't do.
1: But as an NCO, your job is to build your cert your soldiers, mm-hmm. it's to make them better, help them get there. Yeah, they have to want to, and ultimately, it will be themselves who attain it. But you don't just shit them out because they're not meeting the standard. Okay, if they very gotcha. clearly don't want to, and you've tried and you've counseled and you've worked with them, then yeah. They can go and it's still going to be a bitch to get them out. But ultimately we don't take a look at somebody based on any factor and just immediately dismiss them because you can't tell me that a, because a woman has a kid, she's never going to be functional in the military. This has literally been hundreds of thousands of women who have done this. Like, The comments that he made are so irrational in my opinion Mm. and my opinion. I'm not the goddamn expert, but you don't come at the military some kind of way and don't expect the military to say something back. We literally are paid to defend ourselves. You know what I mean? That's what we Mm. do. That's what the military does. We defend our nation. When you attack the military, you're attacking the nation. And no, he wasn't attacking them because he's not a third world nation like he's pretending to be. And and don't get me wrong. Everybody has freedom of speech. You're allowed to say what you want. But they're also allowed to come back with how they feel. Don't cry about it afterwards. Mm. Like I would respect him in this instance if he was just like, all right, that's how you feel. I understand. And move about your day expeditiously. Don't don't come at you. Oh my god, why are they attacking me? (laughs) Don't make yourself a victim when you were the one who shot first. You know what I mean? It's 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 a thing right now. It's a big thing right now. More than it should be. But I want people to understand that you have freedom of speech in this nation. He can say what he wants. So can the people who are defending their service members, their members of the military. These are people who are supposed to look out for their service members. So if you come at their service members, they are going to defend them and you cannot fault them for that. That is their job. If they didn't do it, I wouldn't respect them. Hmm. Most of us wouldn't respect them if they did not defend their service members. Because there's ladies out there who are like, who's got my back right now? You know what I mean? And somebody needs to step up and say, I do. And I'm not saying it has to be men, I'm saying it has to be senior leaders. It has to be the people who represent them, who have their back. The people telling me what to do also need to protect me when somebody else comes at me some kind of way. So that's been a big deal. And that's something people need to continue talking about and stop making this a game of, oh, you attacked me like I'm a third world nation. No, you're not, dude. Shut the fuck up. You're a rich white dude. <laughs> Just <laughs> You got to understand that <laughs> the people are going to defend themselves, you know, and they have every right to.
0: It I'm, doesn't matter what they do. I'm surprised that I haven't heard about this because I like to keep my ear to like what's kind of going on. Because yeah. like I – is that – Something that could be classified, not really pop culture, but current events. I like to kind of understand current yeah. events, especially around the military well, and that subject. So I'm I'm just, I'm surprised I haven't, I haven't heard it about it. It depends on what you follow. Like, I
1: follow a lot of military accounts um, just because I'm interested in what they do, what they say, how they react to the current climate. I learn things from that, how I can go about what I do. And I'm not saying that... Um, I'm an expert or anything like that. I just like to really know what's going on in the military community.
0: And see, I do as well because if I was still in, I'd be my I'd be at my nineteen year mark right now. Yeah. And I have a lot of peers that are still in that are in senior positions yeah. that have to do with things about policy yeah. and stuff. You yeah. know, on the enlisted side, yeah. they're, you know, chiefs, they're E eights, E nines on the officer side. I know one guy who's a who's a colonel and I know somebody Who's a one star, you know? Yeah. So they, they, they're in these positions where they're on the sh- the strategic level yeah. that have to deal with policy yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. They're the
1: people who so, need to be taken care of and, and defending their people. Mm-hmm. That's that's the job, you know? I'm so glad yeah. you brought that up, man.
0: Yeah. Glad you brought it up. I am now curious. You've piqued my interest, and I'm going to go see what I can find about it, kind of see what the chatter's being. And yeah, uh, it's
1: interesting. It's interesting to see, because, like, I follow a lot of uh, service members who are active duty, who have, like, social media accounts and are very active. Like, like I follow, like, a muse and uh, a few people like her. And it's just really interesting to see. First off, it's easy to see people feel attacked mm-hmm. for just being a woman in the military. So absolutely I want to know what they have to say how they feel you know and then I want to see what the reaction is coming from the other side too you know like so the back and forth has been stupendously crazy nice. but it's I, I just want to see that before I sit there and ever support us uh, uh, a journalist saying some shit about the military. Be educated about what you got to say first. Because, I mean, if you come at us sideways, we're going to come back. We're going to clap back quick.
0: That's my thing, man. And I'll, like, leave it with this or I'll leave it with this. To me, we can have a differing opinion about something. I will sit here and listen to somebody talk about something. As long as there's critical thought process put into it and behind it. If there's not, I like to think I don't roll my eyes but I would probably roll my eyes if it's just some off the top of my head, no critical thought put into it. You're just saying something just to say something. And I'm like, why Why would you take the time to waste your breath and my time to say what it is that you said? Yeah. Also, too, because of a couple of different factors, I'm not quick to participate in like debates and things. Yeah. Because I want to take that time yeah, to, to really think. put some yeah. thought process into what I'm thinking about and why I'm thinking yeah. about the way that I think, you know, thinking. And for me, it's like. I can I know that I'm going to have some thoughts that may not be popular of or, course. you know, those kind of, you know.
1: Yeah, but there's going to be people who just heard what I said and completely dismiss me because they Mm -hmm. don't agree with what I think. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. That's fair. Yep. But needing the time to articulate what you got to say, that's tough. Mm
0: -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And, 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 (laughs) And it baffles me, too, because if what I've observed is that if you're not quick to you know, have that thought and come out with it, you get easily dismissed. Or
1: overrun, yeah. Easily
0: dismissed.
1: Hey, look, give me time. You got to think about this too, is a lot of people who go into debates have already lined up in their mind. They're well thought out, you know, air quotes. They have well thought out opinions and points that they will want to make. And if you're not prepared, which most of the time when somebody's coming at you some kind of way, of course you're not. Of course you're not. You're just going about your day and somebody's blindsiding you with some nonsense. They have well thought out stuff. You're going to be off balance and not prepared. So they're going to completely see, 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 (laughs) you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about because I've been thinking about this all day. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's tough, especially in these days, you know, with social.
0: You have some really good voices when you're like getting into the character (laughs) of how people be. Like it'd be like, yeah, yeah, they do be sounding like yeah. that. <laughs> it'd be like that. <laughs> All right, Joe Man. Episode five, brother. Yeah, now we made it through five. <laughs> yes. Now we're done. <laughs> uh I don't have nothing else to add. I don't have any additional wrap up other than This has been fun. I always look forward to these. We have St. Patrick's Day coming up. Which I was going to talk about that, but if I'm being honest, I'm not really educated in the history of St. Patrick's Day. So I'm just going to add, if you're going to be out there and uh, in a joyous occasion for whatever, just be safe. Yes. Have a plan. Call an Uber. Call a Lyft. Call a friend. Do not drink and drive. And... You know just be safe and have fun
1: this is your safety brief <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: getting old man getting old all right well this has been episode five of just joking podcast peace